everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast, brought to you by the Shepherd Express. I am your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I am going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which, when we're not in a pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show, and we're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we're going to talk a bit about comedy. I'm so excited that our guest this week is the hysterical comedian, the founder of Lady Laughs Comedy, the one, the only, Dina, Nina Martinez. Dina, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. All right, so Dina, the story we're going to talk about today involves voting rights and representation. This week, the Democratic-led House of Representatives passed a bill that would actually grant Washington, D.C. statehood. So right now, the 705,000-plus people who live in D.C. do not have any representation in the U.S. Senate. They have one non-voting member in the House. And with, with July 4th right around the corner, taxation without representation, I believe we fought a war over that. Uh, so D.C. statehood has actually passed the House. The reality is the Republican-controlled Senate isn't going to pass it. Donald Trump said he's going to veto it if they did. But I want to highlight today the comments on the Senate floor of Republican Senator Tom Cotton, who explains why Wyoming, despite having less people than Washington, D.C., deserves representation, while the folks in Washington, D.C. don't. Take a listen. Yes. Wyoming is smaller than Washington by population, but it has three times as many workers in mining, logging, and construction, and 10 times as many workers in manufacturing. In other words, Wyoming is a well-rounded, working-class state. Well-rounded. Yep. Three times as many miners, three times as many loggers. Wyoming, Dina, also happens to be, I know I know you might be surprised to hear this, Wyoming is 91% white. Uh, Dina, what is your take on this story? Shocking. Um, <laughs> it's clear in our current state of politics that black, brown, and queer people who have voices are are not important to anyone. So it just is ridiculous to me. People should have the right to vote when they pay taxes and they participate in our society, period. Period. It also just goes to show how undemocratic our democracy actually is and how much Republicans just from, from the, the, the top down don't actually care about democracy, whether it's this, this the Electoral College, which handled, handed Donald Trump the presidency, gerrymandering, which is huge in, in here in Wisconsin. Um, I have this bit that I do, and I think you've heard it before, where California has like – the population is like 39.5 million people. Wyoming has around 578,000 or so. I did the math on this, Dina. I did the actual math. In order for California to have equal representation as Wyoming, we need to break California. California up into 69 states, which we totally need to do just because the number is awesome. Perfect for the number. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, we need representation in all shapes and forms. And as a Repub democratic republic, we should have the ability to have a say so. And everyone's so dis disillusioned. I mean, I haven't wanted to vote. I vote, but like, when your vote doesn't matter in a state that, especially like Texas, then it's kind of BS when it comes down to it. What's the incentive to participate in democracy when you feel like your voice is not being heard, period? No, it really, and the thing is, it disincentivizes both Democrats even and Republicans, which I don't want to incentivize Republicans, right? But I mean, I you know, a, a Republican living in a blue state, their vote doesn't count either, right? So it's right, like it, exactly. 
it's just it's really it's about power and and Republicans mad grasp at power because currently there are 31 U.S. cities, 31 Tina that have more people than the entire state of Wyoming. 31 cities have more people than the state, and we just act like that's normal and it's okay, which it's clearly like my not. My family, my family have more people in it than <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder I wonder if, if the reason why he, he does this is because DC is like forty five percent black, which that's I, I'm pretty sure that might be the reason why he's down with the down with DC not having it. Of course, but he's also scared that they're gonna be voted out is is pretty much what the whole impetus behind it is. And my thing is if people don't want you, then why would you be in office anyway? So and you're comparing apples to oranges. Like, Wyoming is a state. Right. You know, you can't compare that to something that's not a state and say, well, it's not as diverse, but we have lots of diverse career fields. You know, but it's just like, it's BS. And also just saying that, like, your job actually, like, certain jobs deserve better representation. It's like, well, so we're going to start ranking which jobs actually deserve to vote or, like, you know, the obviously the 1% get, like, uh, you know, 100 votes. But, like, a fast food worker at McDonald's gets, what, like, a 0.5% of a vote or something like that. It's, yeah. it's so preposterous. But if you want to know what a piece of garbage Tom Cotton is, uh, people don't know this. Earlier this month, he's the one who published the infamous uh, New York Times op-ed calling for – literally calling for the use of the U.S. military on Black Lives Matter protesters. That was him. So if you want to know what a racist piece of garbage Tom Cotton is, uh, you look no further than the New York Times, so it shouldn't have published that piece of, piece of junk to begin with. Well, I agree 100%. Like, I won't go as far as calling him garbage, but I will say that you're transparent and we see through you, sir. Yeah, I'll call him garbage, though. That's fine. You don't have to call him garbage. I'll call him garbage. So uh, another aspect of the Laughing Liberally podcast, Dina, is actually a discussion about comedy itself. Uh, Let me ask you, what might people be surprised to know about being a stand-up comedian? That it's harder than it looks. <laughs> yeah. People do, I, I, I get this all the time and people are like, oh, I can never do it. And it's like, you just go up on stage and you'd be funny. It's not that. It's an art form and we work hard at it. We spend years and years cultivating our material and getting things tight. And, and it's not easy all the time. Yeah. One thing I love about you is not only are you just an amazing comic, um, you also cultivate uh, an amazing. You, you're also the the founder of Lady Laughs Comedy. Tell people real quick what is Lady Laughs Comedy. So Lady Laughs Comedy is a live event production. We're doing vi- virtual events now, which is <laughs> way out of my comfort zone. Right. Um, but I also teach stand up primarily to women and queer people, but also to cis het men, cisgender heteronormative men mm-hmm. um, which that's pretty much my dating pool so i like <laughs> that in uh yeah and i i like to cultivate talent i love giving people the the ability and opportunity and the tools to create a stand-up set because i hear all the time oh my god i want to be a stand-up comic i've always wanted to be a stand-up comic and i'm like what's holding you back take my course <laughs> and where can people find info on that course ladylaughscomedy.com dina nina martinez thank you so much for being on the show My pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
right, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening to episode number two of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We will have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. Thank you.